Hello, I'm Laura Castleton, U.S. Head of Portfolio Construction and Strategy at Janice Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janice Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of brighter futures for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Heading into the weekend with a boatload of news. Uh, Powell is on deck. Options expiration. We'll be looking for some debt ceiling news maybe on Sunday. Futures holding up here on this best week for the S&P since March. Our roadmap begins with rally mode. S&P, NASDAQ eyeing the biggest weekly gain, as we said, in several weeks. Big tech leading the way. Apple and Alphabet, highest levels in over a year. Plus, Disney ups the ante in that feud with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. It is scrapping plans for a new $1 billion Florida campus. And there are some struggles in retail. Sure's a footlocker. They are down sharply this after the company missed its first quarter numbers and lowered its outlook. We're going to begin, though, with the news that broke a few moments ago, and that is Morgan Stanley's James Gorman planning to step down as CEO and assume an executive chairman role in the next 12 months. We've been talking during the break, guys, about sort of the strategic changes he brought, but also some generational change here in financials. You know, I think that James Gorman will be known as the man who said, we're not going to get in trouble with the government anymore. We're going to run a different kind of company. We're going to run an advisory company. And we're doing this in part because it's more lucrative. And in part because we are not going to have the episodic up and down earnings that we've seen from other firms, David, including Goldman Sachs. And it has gone very well under Mr. Gorman's leadership. There's no doubt about it. When you take a look at the performance of the stock versus Goldman Sachs, uh, Morgan Stanley gets a higher multiple, even though it has slightly less in terms of overall profits. Thought we'd take a look there. That kind of puts it in perspective, doesn't it? Uh, And uh, it is... Large deals, of course, whether it was E-Trade or Eaton Vance. Yes. Um, but the continued focus on wealth management. And again, Gorman not going anywhere for a while. We'll step up, it seems, to executive chair. Um, will be 65 years old. Um, a young 65. And came. announced this, uh, that the, this was the plan at the company's uh, annual meeting. Uh, for some time, they've been setting up sort of potential successors. Ted Pick, Andy Saperstein, certainly two of the names that Many have heard, uh, we'll see, but uh, a change in leadership appears to be coming within, let's call it, the next year or so at a firm that is uh, applauded for the way it's been run uh, with under Mr. Gorman. And that change, to yeah. a certain extent, in strategy that you discussed, Jim. Well, look, when the, when the brokers got in trouble, uh, and of course, we're speaking about Washington, uh, James said, this isn't going to be what's going to happen to us. We're going to cut some businesses that others think are terrific and that have been historic to us. Uh, because we're not going to be a company that is called down to Washington. And it succeeded. His company had far fewer instances, and I think he changed the focus of the way Wall Street should be done, uh, brought Morgan Stanley, interestingly, far more back to the way the old J.P. Morgan was run uh, pre-Glass-Steagall, the the split, which was, okay, listen, we're going to advise the wealthiest, the big companies, Uh, We're going to become the trusted team to go to. And he also did something very interesting. He went with Younger, too. 
And you can see that in the ads. Yeah. He kind of decided, we're going to get him early. This is the opposite of, of what Goldman did. Goldman kind of was high net worth and then went down to uh, people who would, I would regard as never would have walked into Goldman. Morgan Stanley decided to go after people. For instance, he, he, made, a, he made an acquisition to work on getting people who, would, who were IPO companies. Right. It's brilliant. Right. And people who, just, who got stock right from the beginning. Um, wow. Go. Yeah. Uh, meantime, Jim, uh, obviously also the tip of the spear on some cultural issues. Uh, return to work comes to mind. Uh, and, uh, and the move to trim some banker headcount around 3, the world. Took the hit before yep. he uh, let his uh, successor have to deal with it. Uh, I, I, I've had, I've come quite, this is a big position for Chapel Trust. I've come quite close to him. He was on, uh, 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 I think he was on last on our show. And there's, there's a, a quality about this man that has been sorely lacking on Wall Street. Humility. Uh, when you speak to him, he has not forgotten that he did not come from wealth. Uh, he's not forgotten that it's blessed to have his job. Uh, he's pure joy. And I say that because most aren't. And uh, he changed it. Look, I, went, I applied to job at Morgan Stanley. I got a job at Morgan Stanley in, uh, 1980, in 1982. You didn't get a job at Morgan Stanley. I did. You did? But you oh, got so an you offer. You didn't I got take an it. offer. I got an offer. All right. And I thought it was candidly too snooty. Uh, now I look at the two and I think, snooty? Well, that's certainly not a word that comes from Morgan, to mind of Morgan Stanley. Right. By, the, but, by the way, it's not as though they still don't do important business and fixed income well, currency and commodities. And there are always setbacks. I mean, they were not in the Kenview IPO last week. Very surprising. Right. Very surprising. They were in the Twitter. Uh, <laughs> yes, they're still, yes, they're still, uh, I think they're still sitting on a, a, yeah. a, a yeah, good amount yeah. of commitment there to the $13 billion that was raised from any number of Although banks. Although he but said to me, don't worry about it when he was, when I interviewed They have said consistently, do not worry about it. Um, and uh, He mentioned the Princess Bride. When, <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if, um, uh, if you're just catching up on the news, this is what Gorman said at the meeting. Take a listen. The specific timing of the CEO transition has not been determined. But it is the board's and my expectation that it will occur at some point in the next 12 months. That is the current expectation, the absence of a major change in the external environment. And now we got the JPM Investor Day on Monday, and we'll see whether or not... uh Oh, no. There's wow. a discussion about By the way, real quick. I, I, I don't mean, want that to happen. Although he did hold out major change in the external environment, meaning if things were to get crazy again or there was to be a crisis, <laughs> most likely you keep, right. you keep the old guy in. Right. Um, sorry. Jamie, never what? Never no, going to? Uh, I happen to. I've gotten very old school and avuncular in my, uh, my age. I, I don't want Jamie to go. <laughs> I think Jamie's doing a damn good job. You want it's like you're going to be the last. What does it matter? You're going to be the oldest man yeah. in every room you right, go right. into. Right, right. Stop it. Sorry. Uh, you, know, you can imagine, like, I, I never thought I would say it. But That's how I feel we, about you. Can we have a, a real, but he happens to be a real banker. Uh, I've been there when he's opened branches, okay? Yes, uh, not and, too long ago. And I, I, and I filmed them last time. And unfortunately, you know, Jamie's often given to words that, uh, I guess he got like Michael Rubin in Philadelphia. When you're in Philadelphia, maybe you speak like, they speak like Rocky or something. But I couldn't use most of his opening statements. Uh, but he's the local guy. He's a local banker who also is in Washington and is a great states person. And I, 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 I like him. Yeah, no, listen. 
Um, but you know, he if Gorman to he throws it in and, and, gr- and grew up in Queens, and he throws it in great fastball. Yeah, no, uh, please. Oh, I'm, oh, so, I'm sorry, I was Thank out of you. line with that. Yeah, you were, you were. Um, but also a Queens boy like me. But meanwhile, he will be the last. I mean, if Gorman does step down, let's call it within the next year, and, and Jamie is still in that role, he will by far be the. He is already the longest serving of all the major financial services company CEOs, and will continue most likely to be. Now, you've um, had a time. Moynihan's been at the, in his job for oh, quite Moynihan's some time. Oh, Moynihan's been a long time. At Bank of America. It's yeah. interesting because when you go out, you, know, you have these long, longevity in, in uh, tech companies, but only founders. Yeah, typically only the founders, founders hang around. Yeah, right? you, have, you got Benioff. He's there. Okay, well, it's his company. Jensen Wong. Well, it's his company. Zuckerberg has Mark. been running. It's his company. That, yes, it is his company. Although Larry and Sergey are... Not real. I mean, Larry's involved. Right. But. Do you think Junius is rolling over in his grave because of Jamie? Junius Morgan? Oh, I don't know. I mean, Junius Morgan was someone who said, basically, I don't need to speak to anyone because I am the most important person in banking. Not in America, but the world. And he's like, no one had even heard of the firm. But that was the attitude of J.P. Morgan. And it served them well during the panic of 07. We forget these the the 37 era, the incredible war between Fran, uh, France and Prussia, where where J, J P Morgan stepped in and said, "Listen, we'll finance France." It's good to have, to have somebody here at the desk who was lived through them all. That must have been crazy, Jim. Yeah, was it? Uh, I was. I sided with the French. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it was the 16th. It was the sixth arrondissement, actually. And and uh, right. Murray. So Murray. we're going to be hearing about moves in, in World War One from him. Why uh, does he do this? The Schlieffen plan. I think you bring it on yourself, don't really? you think? He, I, <laughs> How was that Schlieffen plan? You called plan? it Passchendaele. I I called it Ypres. <laughs> <laughs> Meantime, uh, we'll get some activity today. As we said, futures doing pretty well here. Event of the morning is definitely going to be Powell at 11 a.m. Eastern time. And we'll talk right. about whether or not he, Jim, either echoes what he said in the presser, meaning that that tweak to forward, forward guidance was meaningful. Right. Or if he backs up Logan and now Bullard, who's right. talking about insurance on rate hikes. Do you sense that there's any tension between Powell and Yellen? Yellen being this international figure who wants uh, a great uh, affinity for Europe. And what he may be doing is saying, you know what, we're going our own way. We're not going to inflate. Remember, the Europeans, are infl- they, they got to inflate if they have a slowdown. We, we're not inflating here. And I think that's very important to note that Powell is very much on his own. I don't think that Powell is sitting there talking with Yellen. Well, about Lagarde what to said do. the other day, we don't have to move in tandem with the Americans Isn't this at something? all. This is a very big change. Uh, meanwhile, you got you got Australia pausing, uh, Mexico yesterday pausing. Um, so a central bank, there's yeah. been some fracturing in the trajectory of I the know, cycle. and I think it's worth noting they're not speaking in one voice. The Mexican peso has been red hot. Uh, Mexican economy's been in, in uh, well, it's, it's down to a little, but uh, look out. Our trading partners in in, uh, in North America could be diverging from us, too. You think so? I, I Look, I think Mexico really says, you know what? Um, we're a growing economy, and, and you know, we're second class. We're being treated second class. Now, our country's policy has, is, is rather radical, which is that we've got to create as many jobs in Mexico as possible so that we do not have a border problem. Right, although, frankly, many of the people coming through Mexico are not Mexican. They're not Mexican. Yeah. Do you know the more, more immigrants we've had in the last year than we had in the last five years? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, it's quite a surge. The, the right um, kind, you mean, the kind that feeds the labor force. 
Yes. Not yes. illegal immigrants. No, no, the kind that that you would argue if you're Jay Powell secretly was like, could we please have the only way we're going to get this thing to inflate, to not inflate and have a strong economy is to have a bigger pool of labor because we it's the denominator. And it's, I, I've been impressed by the way Powell's trying to handle this. Uh, he's working, I tell you, he's got, he's got people that are put out. He's got reporters that he speak, that they speak to. There's very little that is not known, and we went radically toward a much higher uh, possibility of a rate hike in, in June without any real roiling of the stock market. Like the so far, days. yeah, so far. I mean, 40% odds of 25 uh, in June as of now. Isn't that incredible? Although versus- today, Jim, B of A, once again, sell 4,200. Uh, AI in what they're now calling a baby bubble. Bank of America. Let's get let's get Moynihan on the phone. I mean, at certain point, I mean, we just had a downtick in consumer spend. Uh, it, there's no baby. There's no baby bubble. What there is, is the difficulty evaluation. I mean, for instance, okay, let, let's take a, a, a company that I have told investors in my club to own, don't sell. The only one other than Apple that I've ever felt like this, which is Nvidia. Now, Nvidia reports next week. They're put on Wednesday. I, I think it's going to be incredible. What are you supposed to do with a stock that's already up 116% if there's really good news? Will it sell off from good news? I got to tell you. What's it, the multiple now, Jim? I uh, mean, 70. 70 times this year. Right. But you know that this stock sold at 100 times earnings. And I it do. Turned out, and I then do. it turned out to be 16 times earnings in the period of 1990, uh, 2012 and 2016. It ended up selling like nine times earnings if you look back. What would they um, have to say for the stock to go higher at this point? They have to tell you their actual H100 orders, which apparently are uh, not like anything we've ever seen. Can they seen. increase production of the H100? Well, with Taiwan Semi. It's, is it really about the capacity of Taiwan Semi? That's it, Well, right? I don't know where, who else so is So do we have to, to get Morris them. Chang or whoever's, who runs Taiwan Semi M- now? Morris Chang. No, uh, he doesn't run it no, anymore. Not even, well, no, I'm saying two years it's old. his company. But I, look, it, I don't want to talk about the dependence of Taiwan here because, you know, the line's pretty clear about Taiwan. No. <laughs> um, you don't have to read between the lines. You know, yeah. I, look, I love the interview. I love the interview. There are some definite you know, moments, was, memorable it, moments. It was an amazing pitch right down. There I go again. Uh, there is, without a doubt, di- uh, come on, I, it's okay. The Taiwan we'll, is we'll, one. We'll watch my We fail. know about one thing which is that you can't get H-100 chips. Even if you're one of the largest industrial companies in the world, you're begging, begging for chips, begging. It's gonna be a big call. Yeah. When we come back, we'll talk some Disney upping the ante in that feud with uh, the Florida governor as they pull some development projects and close a hotel. Uh, Take a look at the futures here. We'll see if the Bulls can hold 4,200 and we'll get to Foot Locker, Deer, GM, Oxy, Shaq, Dell, and a lot more when we come back. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. 
You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Disney dropping its plans to build a $1 billion development in Florida amid these rising tensions with Governor DeSantis. In a memo to employees, the chairman of Disney Parks, Josh DeMauro, cites, quote, changing business conditions behind the move and says, quote, this was not an easy decision to make, but I believe it's the right one. They went on, Jim, to talk about the other $17 billion in CapEx they've got planned, and they say we hope we can do so. Yeah, I, look, I, I think this is a shadow box thing. I've, I've talked to a lot of people about this, and I, I think this is difficult because it's maybe you got to pass here. I hear this is a Chapek product, right? Chapek idea, David. Yeah. So you can cancel it, uh, whether there was a fight with DeSantis or not, because they've got to cut. They're cutting. Costs. They're in the midst of cost cutting, right. and it was a decision made under Chapek to move, in part to cut costs, by the way. Of course. To move jobs out of California into Florida. Um, and now they're reversing that. Um, and But they are, as you say, in the midst of cutting jobs right. overall. But, you know, are they cutting the right jobs? And by the way, I don't know. Uh, do you think this floating of the ESPN streaming is really the answer to your linear, uh, not well, not to your... Uh, yeah, you're referring down. to a journal story in which they say well, there's an internal plan. I think they've got a name for it in which they will launch well, a ESPN streaming. Not ESPN Plus, but the ESPN... Right. Uh, streaming service. Not a surprise to anyone who's no. been listening, of course. The question really is one of timing. There was a downgrade today of Disney by Macquarie, but, but the focus, short, of short course, is the, is the continued deterioration of linear networks. We've talked a lot about it um, overall, and it continues. In fact, it seems to be quickening in terms of pace. So that is a key question. The question has always been, when do you make the move, not if? Carl, when do you decide right, 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 that right. now the audience available to me for ESPN in terms of getting nine bucks a share from all these people, including people who don't actually watch the program, is going to be less than what I can get from going direct to consumer? Yeah. I mean, J.P. Morgan's uh, template right now is summer of 24, which others argue is a little early, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, look, I think here's what they're thinking. Uh, Netflix is $165 billion. They're $171 billion. Do you mean to clo- tell me if they closed everything other than movies, they would therefore be worth more? I think that there's this uh, albatross, and they got to figure out what to do. Uh, well, meantime, I, let's go to Hearst, by the way. Let's go to Steve Schwartz. What is Steve Schwartz thinking? Why don't we go to Steve? Steve, it, Hearst is a nice position. Twenty percent of ESPN still. People yeah. sometimes forget they still own twenty percent of that. Me- meantime, you're dealing with a writer's strike, and now the prospect right. of a multi-union strike if SAG-AFTRA. Uh, if this authorization vote goes that way, gives them some leverage contracts the end of June. Uh, and then you got senators like uh, the one from New Mexico who tweeted, hey, we're, you're always welcome here, Disney, which feeds right into your I, master plan. You must be a, a squawk on the street viewer, this I senator. I have that option. It's on 300,000 acres. It's right on the road, again, between Austin and Denver, which, by the way, is the hottest quarter. I, had this, I, gave, I gave this to them on a Kramer platter. Mm. It was a blue plate special at a dinner. And it was talked about, and actually, I think, one point greenlighted. Not unlike my so plan to, uni- to have Unity software, do, to have Unity do 
fantasy of each player, all the skilled players. That was another green-lighted one that was, I think, you, pulled back. You have the option on hundreds of thousands of acres in New Mexico. I went on the website. There was there was 300,000 for sale. Right. I put gonna, it in a bid. And then it's going to be. I put it in a bid. Then I, I, I dropped it when you, I realized that I was going to own cause myself. an earthquake. What are you, Lex Luthor? It turned out that it was that there was a lot of oil on the land. Uh, we're going <laughs> we're to get Kramer's Mad Dash and count down to the opening bell. You'll hear some applause as the New York City Police Department rings the opening bell in a few moments. Don't go anywhere. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create. Like Olu Shehi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Take a look at futures here. A couple more green arrows after the highest close of the year, right at 41.98. We'll see what we get at the open. In the meantime, don't forget, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Just listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. All right, we've got three minutes before we uh, wrap up trading here at the New York Stock Exchange for the week. Let's get to a mad dash. Let's talk a little deer. Second quarter net income, $2.86 billion. Net sales gain of 34%. Okay, so there have been a couple of things been going on. Uh, crop prices have not been that good. I, uh, the fertilizer companies have really been crushed. So people felt and came into this quarter thinking deer was going to miss. Not only did they not miss, uh, but precision agriculture was good. The standout that I find was in... What no one thought would be good was construction and forestry, which was up 20 percent. This is the beginning, I think, of the infrastructure that's been coming into America. Remember, uh, according to uh, the infrastructure czar, Mr. Andrew, only about one hundred and fifty billion has been spent. It's starting. Yep. And the money is coming to deer. The read through here is to another hated company that my travel trust owns, which is Caterpillar. I think the money's finally coming. People worry. Where are we on multiples here? You know, I look at a market cap of about $110 billion on deer. They're going to do as much as $9.5 billion in net income. So we're, we're talking pretty low multiple here. You know, well, low look, I, double As digits. I said, the people felt that this was going to be a miss. The stock had been weak. It was at 12 times earnings, by the way, just to, you know, get the whole lay of the land here. Uh, the, this whole group is selling it. Well, the capital equipment. A lot of these are selling it, it not the, not the semi-cap equipment, are selling around 12 times. Right. Okay. Uh, and what that says to me is, is that the when people talk about a bubble, what they should be thinking is, well, you know what? It's unfair that some of these tech companies sell it, you know, 40 times earnings when you have a quality company like Deere selling it 12. I'm not going to disagree with that, but I think it's the quality company like Deere that's valued too cheaply, not that it's necessarily a horrendous bubble. Right. This year quarter is very good. The Precision Ag, by the way, which is something that I first learned from, from Kathy Wood at her fund, is real. Precision Ag. Okay, so you don't uh, need... It's not, you, is it Precision choice, Railroading? It's choice. No, but I think Union Pacific's going to get... So just explain very quickly what you're talking about. You don't need a, you don't need a, man, a person behind the wheel. And it's very hard to find farmhands. I, I, These you, are autonomous? Autonomous driving. Got it. And it's here. Uh, there are others who say that they have autonomous, the best autonomous. And I find that as arrogant as they might be, this is the one that has the best autonomous. But then again, they're not really dealing with black ice. They're not really dealing with pedestrians. Or, 
but it works. And congratulations to Deere for really pulling it off. It's a great company. Let's get to the opening bell here in the CNBC Real-Time Exchange. With the big board, it is the NYPD, uh, Commissioner Sewell, accompanied by family members who have lost loved ones in the line of duty. And our appreciation goes out to the police force here in New York City. Over at the NASDAQ, it's PepsiCo and the PepsiCo Asian Network. As we fill in here, a little bit of green to start. 4204, Jim, and we've talked about this. how what a sentiment ceiling this has been for the bulls over the last few months. Yeah, I, look, there's so many people who are thinking privately when you get off the desk. You know what? We, we are in a moment where some uh, a gentleman out in California said we're in an iPhone moment, speaking of Jensen Wong, yeah. and everybody since then has gone nuts. I come back at it a different way. I think that when I speak with companies, they all say, hey, look, we're working on this because it is that important. We will not be left behind. I think it's more of a moment, not iPhone, uh, because really that was just Apple, game, set, match. I think it's a little bit more like the microprocessor and the realization that the mainframe could be shrunk to a PC and that everybody just says, you know what, we better start addressing and writing for the PC uh, because and you, then you can say, well, that was just Microsoft, that was Wintel. But I'm saying that, that we now have uh, this technology that you have to write for. And Apple has to write for it. Everybody has to write for it. HP has to write for it. Yeah. Because it's no code. You know, it's just you speak. Um, I mean, right now, Siri. Siri I mean, every, every me day there are developments in AI that are worth noting. I think, to, uh, right. you know, in part today, there's a, been a lot of stories about Meta and what they're doing, but also the, the different tack that they took in terms of releasing Llama, which, right. by the way, had already. So, you know, you've got this. The weights, I mean, Musk referred to the weights, the, basically the mathematical, the algorithms already out there based on the large language model that they already did the computing on. Right. That takes a lot of problems away for those who want to write the apps based on it and or create things. Well, and we've been saying this is going to be the home only of those enormously wealthy companies that can afford the computing power, right. but not if you put it out there in the way that Meta at least did to some That's extent. That's very true that they opened it up. Yeah. Uh, one of, when I was speaking with, with Jensen last uh, in California, I said, well, who are really the adopters? Who, who are really the people who are, and it was all the usual suspects. And then he said, eh, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, right. and, and I was a little taken by surprise because uh, Jensen is someone who's about the environment. He's about eliminating waste. He's about kind of, uh, I would say a person of a great conviviality. You saw that this week with the John Ford interview. Uh, but the essence of Facebook is combat. And what he said to me was, look, there's, an, there's more to it than that. And that he talks to Zuckerberg regularly. And I think that Zuckerberg didn't even know where it was going, but just felt it was something he had to do. Oh, and we also, when we talk about this idea of regulation around it, when you release something in an open source manner that has that kind of, that then allows the entire, anybody at home to start, you know, who's got expertise right. to start building on it. Well, David, but this you, thing is completely out. I mean, Musk said the other day to me as okay. well, like the idea of a pause. I just signed but on to this I thing. I never thought they'd really pause. But how about the Musk part where he talked about the change in Google? Where it went the opposite. That was a very powerful moment. Yes. Um, he and Larry Page don't see eye to eye, is what he said. I don't think said. I want to get between those two. Have a no. Thing. 
Um, Musk would not in any way really give us a sense as to what he sees in terms of XAI, obviously coming back to the fact that in his belief, Tesla has as powerful AI as any other company, but is using it for a different purpose, namely autonomy for its vehicles. Um, You know, I felt bad that uh, Mary Barra and GM done so much with autonomy. Uh, they're, They're in Phoenix. They're in Texas, they're in San Francisco. And it doesn't really, they didn't, somehow it didn't get him in the conversation. But it I don't either. know about that. And I mean, uh, today it's about the, the uh, Silverado EV, which GM says will get 450 miles on a full range. That's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, so that's gotten some attention in the auto space today. When my wife drove the, uh, the Hummer, uh, she's driven, you know, she happens to be a great driver. She's one of these people who just loves to drive. And there were so many you go girls in the streets of Miami, yeah, Boca. Uh, I think it's just a statement, but there's just not enough of them. It's boutique. The Hummer is boutique right now. The F-150 Lightning is not boutique. And then the question, again, I got Tesla on the brain for obvious reasons, is the Cybertruck, which you think will be boutique. I saw your picture in front of the Cybertruck. Yeah. It was like being in front of, like, it was like you, it was like you were Bam Bam, and it was in front of, like, the Flintstone mobile. <laughs> I don't want to be in that thing. I'm quite dead in that thing. Had a very nice interior. Uh, Jim, today uh, Wells comes out and says, look, S&Ps have done great on these AI names. It's ignoring um, what's happening to uh, consumer trends. We know what Target said. Uh, we even know what Walmart and HD right. said, and now we have Foot Locker. Well, uh, I think that the consumer is doing what the consumer is supposed to be doing if you're having a radical amount of tightening. The consumer... I mean, you know what, when you talk to the consumer, they say, Jim, are you worried about the commercial real estate? I mean, everything's reverberating. Uh, when you go through what people aren't buying, remember, they're not buying a new home because they can't get the mortgage and no one wants to give up their mortgage. Uh, they're doing some refurbishing. Uh, they're tepid on, uh, on clothes. They're buying a lot of food, big deal. Now, my chapel trust took a small position in, uh, in, in Foot Locker, and the reason we did I'll just give it to you. I haven't memorized the numbers. Is because when Mary Dillon took over Ulta, you had a run, but only after she took things down to begin with. You had a huge move down when she took over. But I thought they had a big move up already in the stock based well, it's on. Because everyone it. likes Mary Dillon. But this is horrible quarter. No, it's horrible, but okay. I know it's horrible, but okay. So let's get with this. Uh, in the week. With the guidance, here's what happened. The day after she did this, when she joined Ulta, uh, did the same thing, okay? Said, look, things aren't good. Uh, I don't know what to do, but I've got a plan. Don't worry. This stuff, listen to me. This stock fell 20.5% from 118 to 93. You tell me this isn't the, the Mary Dillon part two? Okay. Back and, and bigger than ever? I would like to sit down with her. Oh, that's kidding. Are you, that's saying, are you saying sandbag or not? No, I'm saying. I mean, saying, think she's uh, saying. Well, no, the quarter sales was decline meaningfully. Well, the she, she bought, They've lost she, a quarter of their market cap. The, the, she bought a lot of stock. Um, the Ulta playbook is, I think, in force. She has to get rid of champs. Um, the quarter was. Look, I'm not saying the quarter's a good one for him. Like it is heavily shorted. It's about 20 percent shorted. I'm just saying that if you go back, and the reason why uh, we took a placeholder position and now are indeed going to buy Foot Locker after we listen to Sarah's interview, unless that interviews Mary Dillon says I quit, <laughs> is because the next the next price that you got Ulta with, with, it, over the course of the generational move that she had 
was you got not a double, not a triple, not a quintuple. You got a move that was from 100 to about 400. So I'm with Mary. I'm with Mary. Got it. Guys, I wanted to offer Got a little it. update on a, uh, on, a, on a company we've been talking about a bit lately, Catalan. Uh, this company oh, that's it's up. In, it's up. It's up. It's up. Incapable somehow of reporting its earnings. It came into our, our universe a little bit because it was a takeover candidate for a while. There was a lot of enthusiasm briefly around it, and then it just plummeted because they delayed earnings and delayed them and delayed them. Uh, we're still waiting. We thought we'd get it today, their fiscal third quarter earnings. We didn't, but we did get a business update, and now the market is reacting positively, Jim because they significantly reduced their expectation of sales from had been 4.63 to 4.88 billion. It is now 4.25 to 4.35 billion for this fiscal year. They also uh, now are telling us as well, adjusted earnings guidance range of 187 million to 228 million prior expectations, 567 to 648 million. But I guess the market was expecting even worse. Yeah, it and was. so the fact that you've got these numbers now, even though you do not have the actual earnings as we thought we would, is giving some sense of relief. This is a company that does. Uh, you, you're a big pharma company. You outsource your manufacturing of your drugs to this company. Of course, it raises the larger question: if they can't even get their own stuff together in terms of their financials to report an, a quarter, how are they going to actually get enough together to manufacture drugs? But and yet they are in maybe such the a two are interconnected. I know. I would not. Uh, <laughs> I would not want to go in front of the FDA and say, you know what, we we thought about our incredibly important life-saving drugs, so we gave it right to cattle. Right, we gave it to cattle. The company can't cattle. report a quarter, but somehow yeah. they're going to be fine with no, no, manufacturing our drugs. Another, let's another emerging bio. Maybe we go to emerging bio. But it, that's a pharma joke. But I'm pharma junk. Joke, joke, junk, joke. Yeah, got it. Really quick, Jim, we saw Oxy on that list there as Buffett adds uh, another $200 million yeah. on, on a day where oil's trying to recover. I, there are a lot of people, including me, because we just made an oil buy for uh, our travel trust, thinking that this is it. And the reason we say this is it is that we feel from the G7 that it looks like Russia can't produce more. I know that Iran is producing, and I know Venezuela is back. But I do think that this is the level SPR. Boy, the amount that they took out of the SPR is rather incredible. Uh, that did depress the price of oil here. Uh, the only the only red flag is that the China economy is just stalled out entirely. And that, and David, what is going on there with the middle class in China? What is happening? Uh, I'm no. Look at that Alibaba number. Yeah. Uh, I, I I'm no expert on China. What can I tell you? I can only talk to people who I think at least have some phone? sort of a view can you that's get worth. On the phone? worth who? Who are we trying to get? Jack Ma? Phone? Who? Who do you want me she? to talk to? Elon. <laughs> who? Musk. He's got. Elon, Elon's view is better than mine, that's for sure. Yeah. It sure is. Yeah, but, uh, Jim, you, you know, the question there continues to be. The Neo, the Neo is selling well. BYD is doing very well at the right. low end in terms of pricing. But the question continues to be. From Xi, I think, what is more important, the security of the state or enhancing the ability of companies to continue to grow? And it seems to be more on the security side, right? Yes, it does. Uh, what I'm surprised is that this was when Mao went, uh, it just was, everyone was joining the military. You had to join the Eighth Army in order to be able to rebuild or build bridges. And we haven't seen that yet. We haven't seen the dramatic move uh, uh, or a Joe and Lai move to be able to say, okay, listen, we'll let capitalism bloom. There's nothing. I mean, there's just no plan. And yet 
Chi, once he got president, you know, once he became president for life, was he to like take a take a break? I mean, he's more needed at this end of COVID. I think they weren't ready for it. I don't know what's happened, but whether when Starbucks says it might be minus three for the yeah. quarter, yeah, Starbucks. Yeah, plus you got a good point. Us, uh, the G7 timing is not an accident, and the quad meeting is going to be today or sorry Saturday uh, in Japan rather than. Australia uh, is that I know there's a lot of things that work here and I know that the most recent numbers in construction are I just I'm gonna call them bad in China and obviously the price of copper has just been as a barometer for China as power falling yeah. yeah by the way uh, Tesla's first peak above the 50 days since I don't know probably end of eight or beginning of April which the- makes me think of David's interview which also makes me think of his banner week which makes me think of Yesterday's pitch. Yeah, uh, yesterday was so wonderful, other than when I actually took the mound. Um, just a great day. Thanks to, first of all, thanks to all my colleagues for being there. Um, I didn't get a chance to see everybody uh, and my friends, and to the Mets organization, Steve Cohen, of course, letting me uh, actually do that. The big mistake here was getting up on the mound. That's my son there. And I threw a horrible pitch. Dude, I was on the mound. It wasn't that hard. horrible. Um, we were on the sideline before that, and I was throwing fine. But uh, thanks to him for, for actually... Talk about how throwing is. Um, just say it. It's just... No, I got up on the mound. I shouldn't have gotten to, onto... I'm not going to... No, no excuses. But I should not have gotten, uh, gotten on the mound. I should have just thrown in front of the mound. That's what you're supposed to do. Because I had not I practiced. That's and then, I of course, I did you know, it's the one thing I used to be able to do is actually throw a baseball, and I didn't even... Didn't even do it. You were like 50 cents? pro baseball. Like 50 cent? No, it wasn't. It's not going to make anybody's blooper reel. Generally, the take is it's better than any of the actual Mets have thrown this year. So yeah. you, got, you got that. Whoa. Hey, you know what? Here's the thing. Who's that kid? Um, that's my boy. That, that kid that's looks my like boy. a phenom. That yeah. kid's a phenom. He can catch a football. Did that a fella, did, that co- did he Cohen? Did, did he sign him? Um, no. But did you Todd, side Todd Bonin did think I was throwing with a Mets player. Did you, were you, did you use a four-seam or a three-seam? Um, whatever I used, it didn't work. I was well, fine you here. You used a four-seam. And then I got up on that darn mound, and I just, you know, I didn't adjust for the vertical, uh, the vertical, uh, verticality. Verticality. And I had not practiced from a mound. So there you go. But it was oh, a great go. day. And by the way, most importantly, winning streak. Winning streak. Right. Here's me talking to Vientos. Uh, just joined. One you know, of those I was great talking to someone last night. Have. I sat with the guys. I said, wasn't the interview with Musk great? And my friend turns to me and goes, yeah, but did you see the pitch? <laughs> I said, come on. Don't you, don't you dare compare the two. Uh, you know, so I'm hoping, even though, even though Cohen told me if you bounce it, you're done. Is he the owner? I'm hoping that, that uh, given we won and we've begun what I expect will be a very significant winning streak now, that maybe he'll bring me back to show ball? that I can. Please don't show it again. Do no, ball? no, no. Thank you. I understand our I executive can't producer, watch Todd, I cannot Todd watch it. the ball. I don't know if you brought it. Todd caught a foul ball. Oh, very nice. Wow. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, caught a foul ball. I hope he gave it to a little, little, kid? Everybody a little kid. Give it to a little kid. Give it to a little kid. Yes, he shoved a little kid out of the way, but it was fine. Um, it was a great, just when a great When I was a day. vendor, I used to get them all the time. And I by the way, Major, Major League Baseball, thank you. The game was like two hours and 20 minutes. It was great. Isn't that great? I always talk about the day Piazza came down to the floor, and we said, remember, what's happened to the game? Yeah. Why, what's happening to attendance? And he's like, 
People don't take picnics anymore. Who no. has time for a picnic? No. I mean, it used to be three. three one, they, it really helps. It moves the game along. You're like, you look up, whoa, fifth inning. Yeah, um, true. Just and a Z, great day. And Zscaler keeps going higher. I don't know if you know. And Zscaler keeps going yeah, higher. Up another 70 cents. And there you go. Got that going for right. us, too. Abbott Labs is breaking out. I'm Abbott. sorry. Oh, I'm no, sorry. By the way, I'm happy to move on. Oh, I'm I sorry, can't even I... watch that. I mean, the one thing I used to be able to do is throw a baseball. Now I can't even Man do that. Man in the arena. Can't Man even in the arena. the arena. That's right. Arena group rang the bell yesterday. It's from that Man in the Arena. <laughs> you, are you like Teddy Roosevelt at all? I don't know. Uh, no. No. That guy took a bullet and kept talking. No, he had game. Yeah. TR had game. Yeah, they just know that about it. Um, Jim, 42-12. Uh, uh, so we got that going for Where's us. Where's Wilson? Where's Mr. Wilson? Well, that's, that's a good question. The other, though, is, uh, is the two-year at four and a quarter. I 27 know. basis points this week. Uh, I, by my friends who were wine connoisseurs last night, I said, what, are you guys, what kind are you buying? Everyone said, we're buying the 30-day. I said, 30-day wine, man. That stuff doesn't age. No, 30-day, 30 piece of paper. I mean, these are a lot of people are looking at that and saying, you know what? Why not? So that's an interesting question because there's discussion today about, all right, say you get a resolution. What happens to the drain on the back of that? So great. And I say it comes into the market. You do? Yes, I do. I said, every one of you with your 5.3, you're going to be in there buying stocks and you're going to be in there with the S&P because that you're going to you're, you're going to look back and think, why did I feel so comfortable for one month earning 5.3? That's my feeling. I'm not I'm not backing away from it. And that. is that going to go into tech or, or something? I mean, I, it's S&P. I think people are a little frightened of tech. I think they're frightened. Uh, but but remember, it's, you know, like I know I don't want to go too much into it, but. When we all are able to, uh, our lives are going to change. Now, in David's view, it's, it's Skynet, uh, and there's no Arnold, and we all die, which I'm against. I want to go, I'm against the, we all going to die. So I always save that for Billy and the Predator. Uh, in my view, we are all going to have much better lives. We are going to be able to say, I mean, last night someone recommended a book to me, and I just wanted to say, could you please call up? You know, I wanted that. That's the new world. You, know, you don't even have to type it in. Well, now that OpenAI is making chat GPT for iPhone, you literally will be able to do that. Yes, right? and that will be amazing. It'll be amazing. You want a DJ? You want this guy? It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Did he just, did gonna... he just turn you? Are you uh... No, not at all. Oh, okay. I was going to go on and continue to be sarcastic. Until humanity is... I mean, when, they're, when they reach that level of intelligence that's beyond us, do you really think they're going to look at us and go, that, that, they're helpful. You no. want to have them around. Well, no. What, what, I mean, they, no. No. Don't be like, say these What things. are we doing? Someone told me. Do you get know, rid of that. Do, do you know Kygo, the DJ? No. No. Okay, well, someone <laughs> told me, says, listen, Jim, just say that you wanted Kygo. You could get Kygo. And I said, well, it's, I thought that was some sort of illness. Starts to be number number one DJ in the in the country. <laughs> DJ Saul is, uh, I think he's at our conference next week. Excellent, right? I look forward to seeing him. And um, I, I am a big believer and positive about AI. I'm yeah. not going to let David talk me into the we're all going to die. I'm just not going there. No, no, you know, that that could kill our numbers. <laughs> let's, as we go to break, uh, let's check bonds. As we said, that two-year got to four and a quarter. Watching the 10-year as well at 3.7. Dow's up 52. We are above 4,200 with some uh, sectors playing. In fact, everything except consumer discretionary and tech. Don't go away. 
take a look at some laggards this morning with uh, the S&P 4210. Retail up there, not surprising given the comments out of Foot Locker and the guidance. AMAT's interesting as well, not far off of that list. Despite a good quarter and decent guidance, they do say that memory does remain soft. Dow's up 66. We're on Powell Watch in a few moments. We'll get stopped trading with Jim. Let's get a Friday edition of Jim and Stop Trading. You know, Argus has a piece today on Wendy's. I think Wendy's is radically undervalued. And one of the things they mentioned is that benefits from unit expansion, they need that strong international growth that's been coming. But investments in digital business, this is the first company that's really embraced chat. More than any other company, they recognize that maybe they can save on employees and having, yes, indeed, at the drive-thru, which I think Starbucks is going to have to fold to, the ability to have the voice be not a human, and this is going to be the beginning of what I think is the real industrial revolution uh, because we haven't seen the ability, and I don't know if Pal's paying any attention, the ability of the machines to take over the men's, and I, it, men and women. I think it's very big, and that's the next leg. we got to cover who it's making money for. Yeah. You had them on uh, MAD uh, last week. How about tonight? Okay, I've got Agco, which will be a good compliment to Deer, although they don't have the, uh, uh, the construction side. But they have a great read on, and it's been a good stock, great read on, on world and hunger and food. Remember, 13% of the world's food has been taken off the table by Ukraine, which is one of the reasons why you, believe it or not, have so much food inflation yeah. in the supermarket. They have these places that are incredible. They have aisles, and, and they, there's food, and then they have cereal, and then uh, I'll take you away. <laughs> really? I'll take you go sometime? Yeah, it's incredible. Wow. The innovation, it's amazing. We'll see you at 6, Jim. Mad Money, of course, tonight. We'll take a break here. Holding 4210 with Powell on deck in an hour. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. From a flat tire in the city to a dead battery on a distant drive, AAA is partnering with T-Mobile for Business to accelerate response times and get more drivers back on the road fast. Our nationwide connectivity powers location telematics, so AAA's fleet can find stranded drivers quickly while being fully equipped with the in-vehicle tools to have answers when they get there. This is elevating the member experience. This is AAA with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now.